1: You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard
2: and garden. Good morning, guys. morning, fellas. How are we? Good. good morning. Good morning. Doing you, well.
1: Do you need to adjust your mic there?
2: Well, I thought it, it, <laughs> I had it where yeah. I wanted it before we went on, and then I hit it and knocked it out of the way. Oh, okay. But so, I did plan this right. time. Yeah.
3: It didn't look good.
2: That's okay, though. <laughs> I usually don't. Uh I was looking for the moon for everybody this morning, and I checked last night, and I could not find it, but I am told it was there behind the fog, a waning yeah, it was crescent.
1: It was, That's it was what foggy. I heard, too. Well, I, I can't say that it was foggy. I guess it was overcast. Okay. Because there, was, there wasn't a lot of ground fog, but it, I I was actually standing by my car in the driveway looking up, trying to trying to see if there were any stars visible in there. There or, wasn't. You or know, the moon,
4: so you could refute David when he says, uh, I yeah, saw the moon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I am normally the one picking nits over there between ground fog, fog, and overcast. But today, you're going to do that? I guess so. The role okay. of David <laughs> All right. will be
1: played. <laughs> Although, by the time I got over here, it was relatively clear. <laughs> I didn't...
4: It was clearer. I still it didn't clearer, see the moon. Yes.
2: I did check again, because getting called out, well, it happens regularly. I should be used to it by now. <laughs> yeah mark's back yes he is i, I am back yes. and he's going to give us a full report on the hunting i mean on santa what's oh. he going to give no, us i a want full to hear about Huntington
4: on? gardens because i'm going next week well
3: the the star of the show is the wisterias. oh well, yeah i bet i, mean, yeah, oh, I don't even were, remember the wisteria i was oh, up there just, about this everywhere. time of the year a few yeah. years
1: ago and i don't remember that i don't remember yeah, the was all full
3: flower or flowering and yeah they were showstoppers
2: you know, when I saw Mark's reaction when I said that just now, it was kind of like somebody yeah. getting called you're, on a book report and he you're. hadn't read the book. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you go to the Huntington, Mark? Were <laughs> you actually, there? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I didn't Jabby's need to yell Maples that out. Or, that's okay. It's all did right. you go to the... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay, the whatever, was, you know uh, what? I, yeah. I He likes the Wisteria's. We can well, let him go at no, that. No,
3: they were the showstoppers. Okay.
2: Did yeah. you go anywhere else while you were oh, up there?
3: Oh, yeah. there like, was yeah. all kinds of places. The Rose Bowl. Looked at, oh Yeah, a lot of houses up there, a lot of like Parker and Gamble House and the Wrigley House. Oh, did you get the little map? No, 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 no. Oh, I, well, thought, I, you was were, I thought you were just talking about houses in general. I
1: oh, was okay. say, <laughs> yeah. There's, no, the there's roses, quite a few. Yeah, yeah, there's quite a few.
2: But can was, I, can I come visit your house? <laughs> <laughs> My name's yeah. Mark. Yeah it, it was, yeah, it was interesting. Cool. I and Santa Anita, I was trying to well, lead yes, you to Santa Anita.
3: Yeah, I didn't go to the Arboretum across the street, but yeah, Santa Anita was fun.
2: And it was green, and it had plants and stuff. Oh, Santa it Anita! Yeah. It's, it's Santa Anita is
1: beautiful. I mean, yeah, it, it is. It really a, is. It's 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 an incredible place. I mean, the from the Art Deco um, architecture of the stands, right. and when you're sitting in the stands, you, you, you look, look, look at yeah. look across the uh, the track to the mountains yeah. in the background. Oh, it it's it really it, is beautiful. You know, when 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 you're in the stands at Del Mar, and and don't get me wrong, I yeah, I love Del Mar. I think it's a I, and think it's a beautiful track, but when you're in the stands at Del Mar, you look across the track to the condos. Yeah, but yeah. that's not what you see at Santa Anita. It's yeah, it's really pretty. It was beautiful. And then they have the uh, they have the Sea Biscuit statue. Yes. Out.
3: They you know,
2: have out yeah.
1: There's a general. bunch
3: of statues. Um.
2: Did you get any goosebumps up there looking at the statues or the history? I won a
3: couple it? races, so yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> no. That's always good. Yeah, it was fun. It was and fun. rumor has it you took some of that home with you. I did. Way to go. Yeah. All right, successful. Yeah. And he's back here safely with us today. Yes. Very it's nice. like, actually
1: that, that you know where Santa Anita is. It's actually it's actually a really it's actually a really pretty area that uh, kind of yeah, it Pasadena yeah. uh, up in that area. All along yeah, those you, foothills it's yeah. a pretty drive. You drive through um uh, Caltech Caltech yeah. campuses up there, which is really pretty. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory, I mean, it, it,
4: it's a it's a really nice area.
3: Yeah, it is. Like it, said I've never really been to Pasadena before. It was beautiful. Well, that's you know, why that's I right.
4: thought you were stopping yeah. to see all the homes up there. Well, there, you yeah.
3: said
1: houses. The um, you're talking about showstoppers at the uh, at the Huntington. The right. thing that I the the thing that I remember the most from the, our last trip up there was a. Uh, that a, a foggy eye. okay, Ooh. and it full. was just it was in full bloom. It was unbelievable. I mean, it, it looks kind of like um, looks kind of like a, like a Michelia adult, adult so except yeah. the, the flowers are smaller, smaller, uh, yeah, but, but so. just completely covered, fragrant in, in flowers. Yeah, it was it was really really pretty. And uh, when we when we got back, I asked uh, Corey from Monrogy Monrogy. about it because because they used to grow it. And they, yeah they don't grow it anymore so no I know
3: <laughs> I don't they know. grow what do they grow which one silver cloud now we got it we just got one in from silver them. cloud I haven't heard of that one yeah
1: Michaelia I know they do that I know they do I think that is the one champakas too yeah champaka's,
3: yeah that anyway, area was
4: it was pretty it was very the, the showstopper that I recall last year when we went was the uh, the vitex the, the one okay. in the herb garden that thing was in full bloom and covered in bees it was spectacular and then the 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 uh, what is it the uh, Podrania bricii that
2: Podrania yeah, Podranea Did that, that thing used is, to be was, yeah. that Ric- was that Ricociliana or I was, think think so? yeah. that's the one we started with and either they changed the name or it's a little bit I think it's a a it's, more compact growing. I was going to say it's supposed to
4: be it. not quite as as aggressive. Yeah, the, the, the bricii, but I ended up we ended up getting one. We bought it from us when we got back. We, we, we bought it from it. us? Well, I bought it from us. I, I, You ordered it. I paid for it and got it. But, gotcha. um, but it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful plant. I my, really like that.
2: My sister just put one in, in a bed outside my parents' bedroom window where a big wisteria used to be. And my dad was complaining that it was too crowded of a bed. I was over there last week because he's got his Singapore, that compact Singapore plumeria. I got him one years and years ago. It's been sitting in a pot. And... My sister put in the bricei, and there's a pygmy day palm in that bed. And he wants the bricei dug up and moved. And my mom's eyes roll, and she looks at me, and I... The peacemaker. I went and picked up the plumeria that was in a pot, and I moved it around and put it in another bed, and now it's all open and perfect, and the Bryceae can stay, and there's peace in the kingdom once again. Ah, Yes. Listen, are the peacemakers, and I have a I have a bumper sticker on my car that says I am a peacemaker. Um, yes, yes,
3: definitely a peace. <laughs>
1: uh, talking about things that are in full bloom, um, it, we're in the middle of a rafflesia season right now. Yeah, and the we've got those we've got a majestic couple of beauties. big majestic beauties in the parking lot. Hang, hang on, what is
4: that? What is that plant? Raffalipas? In, yes. Indian hawthorn. Indian, Indian Hawthorne. Indian, okay.
1: Hawthorne. Um,
5: That's
4: for the folks that don't know the botanical yeah, name out there. It's probably in every shopping center. It's probably in
1: 99% when, of the houses in San Diego. Well, yeah, oh, in
4: Claremont. But, yeah. When I bring folks, when, when I suggest it, I say, you, you may not like this because it's very pedestrian. It's all over. Every grandmother in San Diego has this in their yard because it, it is everywhere. But, but, man, but for a good they're reason, They're gorgeous, yeah. and you can't, they're fragrant.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can't even see the foliage on the majestic beauties that are and in it, the parking lot in the palway.
2: That is less common you have the common ones that right. are everywhere the majestic beauty grows larger has a larger leaf it is not as common and that's what i use with the yetta hawthorn, the umbilata minor the more compact upright because it has a different form but that, not nearly as much flower though either no but no it's not near as common that's but the true. majestic
4: beauty is is uh Makes a really nice patio tree too. Yes, it yeah. does. Mm-hmm.
3: You yeah. know,
2: where I thought you were going to go with that, because as I was walking down my driveway this morning, there was something else in absolute full bloom that is spectacular, whether you can see it or not. All of my citrus, citrus is in bloom, and, and smells so yeah, good. Can. The fragrance.
1: Um, it, you know, I remember when, uh, when I was married to my first wife and her... <laughs> her her folks had a place in Palma Valley and we'd go up and visit them at the at their house in Palma Valley and you drive down Colgrade Road and through those orange through those orange orchards and just the 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 smell of the citrus when it's in bloom is just it's intoxicating it's yeah, it it's is. just mm-hmm. absolutely stunning it is a really pretty area of San Diego um there's just not much there <laughs> I mean it, you, you talk about rural it it's pretty rural when they when my in-laws would do a costco run to escondido they would have to bring coolers with ice to uh pack their frozen foods in so that Keep them frozen. Thaw out yeah. <laughs> while they drove back to uh drove back to the house so but it's it, it's a it's a beautiful area it, it, it really
2: is pretty there's a couple of nice hikes at the east end of that as you start to climb out and they look out over the valley and the citrus and
1: My brother, uh, my former brother-in-law, he and his wife used to, they would bring their um, mountain bikes up, and my father-in-law would drive them up to the top of Palomar, and then they would drive down, um, oh, God, is it Nate Harrison? Grade. Nate Harrison Grade? Yeah, and they would would mountain bike down, Nate Harrison Grade, (laughs) down to the
2: down to the bottom of the valley i I went hiking with my friend ken at mount mcginty or mcginty mountain which we have seen a couple of mountain bikers on there and commented that you got to be tough and strong to do that and there were four of them in the parking lot and he and i started hiking and the one guy went past us on his bike and went up this first very steep rocky part and stayed seated and rode right up it the other three people were behind us and never caught up to us. They stopped and started walking their bikes up. It is Doing a mountain bike on some of those trails is pretty awe-inspiring. This could, uh, it, yeah, you, you got, you've got to be tough. to. They never made it to the top. I don't know how far they went before they turned around and went back. But they had high hopes of going up and over the top and down into uh, the valley where the saquon golf course is and then circling all the way back which is a, a challenging ride God. we saw somebody do it the week before he went past us and he never came back but we these guys never caught up to the top wow crazy
1: <laughs> if you want to give us a call today 888-344-1170 is the number we would love to talk to you um i
2: thought okay. you were going into a break with that. no not yet no oh, we still sorry. we still got some time
1: okay. um you know, was, I was unloading the uh, unloading a order that we got in from Weed Nurse the other day, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we got in a bunch of uh, tuberous begonia hanging baskets. And I re- I don't even think we sell tuberous begonias. Very few. There are two the tubers anymore. We
2: we used to get them. Yeah, we very, sell them in Point Loma. You you them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we don't. We they, they just don't do did anything in power. Any of you
2: go and dig tuberous begonias? when That's they That's what it? I was going to talk about. That's, I like, never they, did. I always the, saw it in the paper. Weedners used to have. They would
1: plant up these beds of tuberous begonias, and when they were in bloom, which is kind of a weird thing, you would go and dig them out yourself and take them home and put them in your own pot, which I never really could understand. But that used to be that used to be kind of. They a had an thing.
2: annual open house yeah. with that. And it didn't they start out as Weedner's Begonia Gardens? Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. That's exactly what it was.
1: And I I don't even know. I don't think they do that anymore, do they? I was going to ask the truck driver, but no, I didn't they don't think do that they anymore. They don't.
2: Yeah. It's probably a little early to text Oliver and ask, yeah. isn't it? 6.15? <laughs> he probably would not be happy about okay. that. Uh Are um, there
4: cultivars with those like angel wings and things or are they all They're
2: different tuber tuberous begonias are the Tubers, the bulbs, right? Yeah. And do you sell a lot of those? Not like we used to, but yeah.
3: we do sell them,
2: yeah. And the angel wings are—they're not rhizomaceous. Um, they're cane. They're cane they begonias. Oh, they're cane, cane begonias. Bo- okay. Um,
1: but I remember we used to get tuberous begonias, and they had flower when they were in bloom. They had flowers on them that were like five or six inches across. Oh, yeah. They were yeah, huge. Huge I, ones.
2: And we still get some begonia baskets, and I know that Widener's or Weedner still grows the baskets. But we get in non-stops, which are smaller tuberous ones. We usually mm-hmm. get those in fours and sixes, and they bloom throughout the summer. They like the well, coast a little bit more <coughs> than they like the inland. The heat,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. And then there's, um, you know, rager begonias. Which oh yeah, I think are, I, I think those are a type of tuberous begonia. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Um But you know the the dig your own begonia thing that I you know, I've got another story about digging your own. Uh, But we need to take a quick break. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this.
0: your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170 that's 888-344-1170 there is more garden talk on the way it's the old lady welcome back to garden talk by walter anderson nursery got a gardening question call 888-344-1170 888-344-1170 now here's your hosts ken anderson david ross mark Mahati, and george allman
1: and we're back more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Rossum. Mark Mahady and George Allman. Yes.
2: Well, come on now. What? That was the little old lady from Pasadena. I was taking us back oh, to Pasadena, and, you know, in Mark's yeah, and weekend. and Homage to... Uh, homage yes. to, yeah,
4: to the gardens.
2: And-, <laughs> and now I won't have to listen to my sister say, you always play the same intro music every time. So it's, it's a win, 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 win. There you go. And, and... Oliver is up this early in the morning, and Widener's still does do dig your own begonias. And when do they start that? It says starts in May. Oh, Let's see if he would like to uh, share some information about that. It could be interesting. I don't have any yet, so, but
1: yeah. So anyway, the the dig your own thing that we were talking about going into the going into the break, we I have a photograph somewhere of our nursery when it was on Rosecrans and my grandfather had these big beds that were and another little known fact is that when we were on Rosecrans, the main store and nursery was on the corner of, on the East corner of Rosecrans and Moore street, but we also owned the property across the street from Moore street. And there was part of the nursery was on that corner as well and on that corner uh he had these big beds out in front that he would plant pansies in and people would come and dig their own pansies to take home to oh. uh, to plant in the yard so i don't know why but because that's, you that's, can that's the way that's the way we used to do it uh, right. thank god we don't do that anymore yeah. uh, but um yeah they just come and Dig take up however own, many take, plants you want and put them in a little donut box and take, take them, them home and, oh. and plant them in your yard. So,
2: yeah, I think the way they do it now is much more. Efficient. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if uh, that's how begonia digging started.
4: I'm sure it is. Just in, in beds outside the nursery? Yeah.
1: Could It could be.
4: I God, I, I can't remember who it was
1: I was talking to. Oh, I was, I was talking to Chuck about it. Uh, we did not. We did not have a forklift at the nursery until 1983, I think it was, wow. when we we got our first forklift. And prior to that, when our main our main our main soil and soil amendment supplier at that time was Bandini uh, Soil Bandini Fertilizer Company out of L.A. and we would get a semi truck every every week from Bandini completely loaded we would have to unload it by hand yeah Uh, just crazy me and or one of the other guys at work uh the truck driver and sometimes the truck driver's son was there too and we you'd have to unload every single pallet by hand and restack it along the side of the nursery which was where in the one gallon the one gallon side well it's actually it's not the one gallon side anymore but it's the i guess it's the west side of the the west side of the building we'd have to unload all of that by hand wow it was yeah
2: i I could see somebody complaining about that and somebody standing around saying it strengthens your character it was it it was funny because years
1: later and you're back we had this we had the same truck driver from bandini for for ages and and until unfortunately he passed away but his son Kept up with the business as his son took over as a driver and his son and I were about we were about the same age and we were standing in the parking lot watching watching our forklift driver unload us unload his truck one time and I remember standing there and said, you know, Randy. Our kids are not going to have any clue what, what, it, used to be what like. it used to be like. And he said, "Nope, not not a single." My one. gosh, we are our parents now. Yeah. Aren't we we? Are, it's just I a
2: different set of circumstances. Um, do you guys remember Eddie from American Plant Growers when they were delivering bedding? The big, big guy. He was also a longshoreman.
3: No, no, I don't remember Eddie.
2: Anyway, they used to have the the bedding plants were stacked in the truck. They weren't on racks, and so they had Oh, it was, a, spe-
1: it was a specially built truck. Yes,
2: and yeah. then he had a pole with a little hook on it, and he'd yep. pull out the flat and catch them in the air and put them on. And I remember being out back at Nurseryland one day with him, and he wanted me to, to do it. And so I took the hook, and I yanked it out, and the th- I didn't pull it hard enough, and so the the flat just came out and dumped all over me. The thing just tipped <laughs> down. All the plants went all over the parking lot. He had a great laugh, and I never did that again. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you.
1: If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Um, we're going to go up to Fallbrook where Harry is waiting. Good morning, Harry. How are you?
5: Um, good morning. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. What's up? Okay. A couple things. A couple of weeks ago, you we talked briefly about avocados, and then I asked a question on nematodes. But before I get to nematodes, um, you mentioned uh, a little avocado. What is a little avocado? Is it a small tree or is it, does it produce small fruit?
1: It, it's, a, it's a dwarf tree, uh, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be smaller. But the fruit sizes, the, it's a normal avocado
2: size. It's a normal fuerte size shape avocado. It might be a little bit oh, smaller. Oh,
5: oh, okay, you just said the key word. I was going to ask the next question. What kind of avocado? is fuerte?
2: It's a fuerte. No, it's not a fuerte, but it's a fuerte shape, um coloring and, and that. It is not as good of a the fruit is not spoken of as highly as the Fuerte Haas and some of the other varieties. But it is a what, very what, compact tree. What
5: what kind of a fruit is it? Is it is, is it's, it uh, does it look like a fuerte? Is it does yeah, it look like
2: a Hass? No, it looks it's a fuerte in appearance, shape, color, uh, avocado. Oh, okay. So it's, it's
4: called a little cotto oh. but it's also a works, right? Is the, yes. is the, uh, other name that it goes by
2: the non-trademarked name. Right. Cause little cotto okay. sounds and much then... better and sells much better than works. Yeah. Made... all
5: right. And then we, you were talking about avocados. Um, but there was, there's a very important thing about avocados, that I didn't hear two weeks ago, or maybe you've talked about it in the past, and that is uh, root resistance. Um, you, you didn't say anything about root resistance. As you know, the avocado industry in this, in this county has been decimated by root rot, by cinnamon, phytophthora. And um, I don't know if, they, if the avocados coming in now are, are resistant to it or, or not.
2: There are some rot-resistant rootstocks, and we have gotten in a few avocados on there, but most of the avocados that we get in are on Zutano or a seedling rootstock, so they are not the new named resistant varieties. They're they're just very hard to come by. And if you're not in one of those areas, avocados seem to do very, very well on just the good old-fashioned, old-school rootstocks.
5: Okay, and then we talked about uh, nematodes the last time. Um, uh, I had a small little uh, tomato patch that I grow tomatoes, and <clears throat> when I dig up the roots, they're fairly knotted. Uh, so I'm assuming it's the harmful nematode. Uh, anyway, I, I bought a box of uh, beneficial nematodes the other day, and I'm looking at the box, uh, and it says nothing about controlling the bad nematodes that attack tomatoes. And um, then I hear someone else say that, well, the, 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 it doesn't do the job. Uh, if you want, if you want uh, tomatoes that are that will not be attacked by bad nematodes and get resistant varieties, so at this point I'm thoroughly confused about. <clears throat> Controlling nematodes if I can, and uh, if there is a, a nematode resistant there, uh, tomato,
2: there are nematode resistant varieties, and you can do all sorts of different things to control nematodes. We sell a beneficial nematode that we keep refrigerated. It's in a little pack, so I'm not sure about this box, but it it is specifically one of them is specifically for root knot nematodes, and you mix them with water and apply them to the soil and they will go in and and help control the root not nematodes that are in your soil so I'm not sure what this box product is because um, I I don't we don't I've have not, a box yeah, for nematodes. Box. so ours is a live nematode that's kept in the fridge and you it's in a little sponge and you put that into water and then apply it and we have a, uh, a gentleman that gets some from us at least once a month and he's had good success with it on his tomatoes. So if you are getting a box of nematodes and it doesn't say anything about root knot then I would return that box of nematodes or use it for something else and come get the live root knot nematodes that we carry in the ref- refrigerators at both of our stores.
5: Okay well this this quote box unquote, of nematodes um, it comes with a container, and and uh, in the container are the, the whatever vermiculite soil whatever. Where, where, where you did need you
2: where did you get it?
5: I got it, I got it at Planchetas. Okay,
2: <clears throat> I, it's a product that we don't that I'm not familiar with, so you might want to give them a call and talk to them and see what <laughs> it is um, and how to, how to use it, and if indeed that is the right one for the root rot ne, root not nematodes. There are um, there
4: are beneficial nematodes that are that, that are are specific things, yeah. to, to different pests and you yes. may grab something that's not for the root knot.
5: Okay, on, on your nematode uh, box whatever, a uh, beneficial does it say right on the box for yes. Uh, yes,
2: yes, it does and it has a picture of bad root knot ne, root knot nematode infested roots. Easy for you to say. say. that say that yeah. 3 times. So, um, Okay. Yes, it does.
4: Okay. and i would encourage you to go to the the california state uh, integrated pest management page and you'll see a bunch of uh, information on tomatoes specific to nematodes
2: so uh, you know i Grand Jettos is a great place and i'm yeah. sure that that's the right thing for whatever it was he he presented to them but if not they have the, i'm sure they they have the right nematodes too i'm sure kevin's probably listening he can text me and tell me if they've got the right the right rot not (laughs) need note nematodes harry
1: thank you very much for the call you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz we need to take a break and we'll be back with more right after this
0: to the garden party they all knew my name
3: no one
6: recognized me i didn't look the same but it's all right now i learned my lesson well you see you can't please everyone
1: so you got to please yourself and we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahadi, and George
2: Allman. We're going to have to get somebody to write us a song about root-knot nematodes that we can come back from a break on. Huh? <laughs> There's not one out there already? Well, there might be. Maybe Glenn Erath can do that for us. i have to talk to him. Yeah. I reached out to Kevin Grangetto, but I have not gotten a response. He might not be listening this morning. God, it's man, very... I, I wouldn't be if I was not here. So. <laughs> exactly. At
1: half the time, I don't listen when I am here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, George George he, has accused us of that before. <laughs> uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go back to the phones. We're going to go to Tierra Santa, where Linda is waiting. Good morning, Linda. How are you?
6: Good morning. Uh, I'm fine. But my avocado tree, I'm having, we're having problems with it. It's four years old. It's a Hass tree. And uh, we pick them when they're still hard and and then put them in a bag, you know, to uh, ripen. But the meat uh, has all these dark spots. It doesn't look very appetizing. What's causing that?
2: I have something bad. Oh, I know what it is. It's Phytophora. You need a different root. No. Um, I'm not sure. I,
4: I, I mean, the inside, if it starts getting brown and mushy and stuff, it's typically overripe, right? It's, it's been starts, sitting, it's been for, sitting yeah, too long. for
2: too long, but right. um, that's the only thing I know of. Yeah,
4: it's the only thing I can think of. I, don't, I can't think of anything that would plague it from when you first pick it off. Yeah. How, how, how long are you letting them sit and, and ripen?
6: Oh, <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I try to check them every week. And if they get if they're a little soft, then I put them in the refrigerator. But so you think they're overripe? Well,
2: they will begin to rot and decline or decay after they have gotten ripe. But uh, unless there's
6: so is a ripe one a ripe one should be soft, right?
2: Well, when you pick them off the tree, they should be firm. Yeah, they, they, they are. I do. You guys just how many of you put them in bags when you ripen them? I don't. I don't. I never do, and I yeah. know that oh. that's the the talk is you put them in bags because it holds in the gas. And right. I would just put them on the counter, and I after five days when it's warm, or three to five days when it's hot out, and a I, week or so when it's cooler out, I start to feel them until they get fairly soft, and then I refrigerate them. Um, so yeah. I try taking them out of the bag.
4: Yeah, or uh, and I'd also try you know opening them up as soon as they get soft. Don't don't wait too much past that. Well the yeah. other, another
1: thing that I had heard and I don't you guys obviously grow more avocados than I do um but you don't want to pick the stem off.
2: Very true. Leave the stem in. I don't know if you do. Oh,
5: cut no. cut the stems and
2: leave them because it it helps to kind of seals the It allows them to ripen, the ripen more evenly. If that stem oh, comes okay. out they ripen unevenly. Yeah, cut
1: cut them off cut them don't don't pick the avocados off the tree. Cut the avocados off the
2: tree.
6: Oh, okay. We'll and, try that.
2: And I have had little holes in the in the fruit from animals or something piercing the skin in very small spots, and, and that, that spot, will yeah cause was a black. Right, yeah, yeah, that will cause them to ripen poorly or unevenly.
4: But I, I've put, yeah. you know I've I've grown them and and purchased them and, and let them sit a little too long, and then I open it up and it's it has you know brown. Mushy stuff, throughout. yeah, it's just overripe. Not yeah.
6: very appetizing right, yeah. looking. It's
4: just
2: overripe. And the the other time I've had that problem is on some occasions. <laughs> excuse me, when I bought them from the store, way back in the day. Because you don't do that anymore. I don't. Yeah. And I'm going to have to cough. <laughs> excuse me. Ah, uh, I um picked up a couple of avocados this morning that were ripe. So the seedlings that I had, and then one had a, a bump on it. It was poking out and i realize the seed must be sprouting inside and this is the root pushing through on its way out
6: oh uh, wow hmm
2: okay try, try well. ripening try ripening out of the bag and the warmer the house is the quicker they're going to soften and be ready to eat
1: yeah and cut mm-hmm. them off and cut them off the tree don't pick them off the tree
6: okay all right okay well thank you so much You're okay welcome. thanks for the Have call okay you uh-huh, too bye
2: that is how you answer a question that you don't know the answer to. What? We give answers that we do know that are relevant to avocados, but that's but, it. But so okay. stop looking okay. at me like that. <laughs> that's
4: the only look I have. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that quizzical look every
4: time you look he looks at me. What's he saying this time? <laughs> yeah.
1: what, what? If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number.
2: I wonder um, if they were just... sometimes you don't that's what it sounds like that's what it It appears to me that's what
3: it sounds like to me and i'm not an avocado guy but
4: uh, i mean if you purchase uh, them and let them sit a little too long they just start mushing up on the inside which is a technical term why
2: mushy yes i the haas is one of my favorites because it holds on the tree longer it will sit on the counter soft longer and it will keep in the fridge longer before that happens right um And the thinner skins, the fuertes, this seedling that I have, they don't keep near as long outside nor inside the fridge.
7: Right.
1: Interesting. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, We're going to head up to San Marcos where Camellia is waiting. Good morning, Camellia.
6: Well, good morning. Oh, no. I wanted to compliment you guys. Um, I didn't hear the song, but it sounded like you played Little Old Lady from Pasadena. Yeah. You are expanding. That was oh, it. That, that's fantastic. And that I that. really appreciate that you're looking out for the moon. That's, that's very nice. Your sister <laughs> is really lucky to have a brother like you. But I do have a question. Um, is it actually illegal to cut down a coastal live oak if it's a healthy tree? I was just told recently that it's actually like a serious penalty to cut them down. I didn't know if you knew anything about that.
2: I don't know, Camelia, but you sound just like Rose of a few weeks ago that was uh, questioning our bumper music. I'm not sure you might. uh, You know, we're not not, not related, are we?
6: I don't think so. Do you have her contact information? We'd probably get along.
2: No, I doubt it. Very seriously. <laughs> um, well, I haven't heard, I haven't heard that chopping down the Coast Live Oaks is illegal. It would not surprise me Correct. in any way, shape, or form if there were regulations on chopping down healthy live coast coast live oaks. But I think that would also depend on where they are, whether they're on
0: public your, or your
2: private property, property right. or things like that. So we could look into that for you, Camilla well, Rose. That would be
6: great. Because I had never heard that. And I had somebody uh, come out and tell me to be very careful with that.
2: Well, I can assure you it was not I. Um, Is it okay if we just call you Jennifer? Or, or, you know, you sound like a Jennifer to me. Really? Yeah, you do. You're very perceptive. Yeah.
6: Well, I'm not going to answer anything, but I would just like to thank you. But you can call me, you know, what you would like. I will look. Jennifer, Rose, Camellia.
2: All right, it's California twenty twenty one. We'll call you Jennifer. Um,
6: That's perfect. um that, previously you were talking about a plant that you used a technical term which I didn't know. I think you were talking about a Queen of Sheba, a Saint John's or oh. Zimbabwe creeper. <laughs> yes, is that ma'am? What you're talking about? That
2: is what we okay. were talking about. We were talking about the okay. one my sister put in the bed outside my parents' room and that my dad did not like there, and how okay. your brother, David, save the day by moving the plumeria. So now everybody knows our family dirty laundry about plants in the bed.
6: Well, that's fantastic, except I didn't know what kind of plant you were talking about. You were using very technical terms, and not all of us are doctors in plantology. So I don't know if other people know the St. John's Creeper or Queen of Sheba, but um, I thank you for your peace
2: Yes, I'm, uh, I'm, he- I'm here for you. I am a peacemaker, and I want a bumper sticker for my car.
4: Blessed are the peacemakers. Okay.
2: Thank you, Jennifer.
4: <laughs> Thank you very much for all
6: your help.
2: Okay. 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 Have, okay. have so a great hi. day. Thanks. For anybody who you know doesn't have the opportunity to sit around and listen to siblings bicker with each other, that this moment is for you. Yeah. Happy yeah. National Siblings Day, everyone. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, you know, talking about uh, penalties for cutting down trees, I, I, I don't know about the coast live oaks. That would be something to look into, but. I believe there are some major penalties if you cut down Tory Pines yes because I that, Cause I've that he- is true I have heard yeah. people so, do that in yeah. Del Mar and get yeah. in yeah. serious
2: trouble over it and I've heard that about white Sage remember we had used to have oh, people coming in yeah. to see if is this white sage because they wanted to do something on their property and some of them were in fear of doing development or things on their property if they had white sage
1: yeah I, I don't remember that but see the, the white sage thing. It, 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 it's it, it grows everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's it. I agree. It's, it's not what I would oh. consider a, so the an rules endangered and, plant.
2: So the rules and regulations are only logical ones. It's only is that what you're it, it, uh, implying? It uh, could be. Right. I, I yeah. I don't. I'll have e- to look even, into even the Torrey Coast. Pines.
1: I mean it's it's not like they're not growing them i mean i i can understand a a, you know a a really old tree something like that but yes you know they're all over my they're all over my neighborhood in scripps ranch but they were they were planted as landscape plants right yeah so and then end up cutting a bunch of them down because they shut all the sprinklers off during the drought so they croaked them (laughs) so anyway you're listening to garden talk here on kprz and kcbq I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahadi, and George Allman. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more. Uh, Norman, stay on the line. We're going to talk to you as soon as we come back from this break.
3: garden party they all knew my name no
6: one recognized me i didn't look the same but it's all right now i learned my lesson well you see you can't please
5: everyone so you got to please yourself
1: and we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to head to the phones, and we're going to go to La Mesa where Norman has been waiting. Norman, thank you so much for holding. What could we do for you?
7: Well, you were talking about those India Hawthorns and how beautiful they are. I see them all over town. They're by the shopping centers and the median strips. Mm-hmm. I've got them growing in front of my house, They're kind of like foundation plants, I guess you'd call it, where the lawn comes mm-hmm. up to them. No flowers. I get beautiful, lush, green growth, but I'm getting flowers. And I deliberately didn't prune them, so I thought, well, because they're going to set buds for flowers, but I still didn't get any flowers. And I had the same problem with a bougainvillea. Um, it's, just, of course, that a bougainvillea is a, a 60-year-old plant. Maybe it's something to do with the age. Uh, is it because it, they get too much water?
2: That's what I'm thinking. Taking too good a care of the bougainvillea? Exactly. Yeah, they, they yeah. actually
4: flower better if they're a little stressed.
2: The the other possibility with the bougainvillea could be the the little looper that's eating all the flowers. The true, they do eat a lot of the foliage, and they will eat a ton of the bracts if uh, if that caterpillar gets out of control. You wouldn't. Oh, really? To I haven't notice. noticed
7: any sort of uh, they're, they're bug all, on it.
2: They're super hard to see. They're camouflaged well. Uh, do you see any little black dots on the ground underneath the Mm-hmm.
7: No cuz it's uh, there's uh I have azaleas growing underneath the bougainvillea. See any
2: black dots I mean, on the azaleas? On the leaves. On the leaves of the azaleas. Anyway, there's a there's a uh, tiny
7: there, You know there could be on the, the like where the where the, the leaves are starting to deteriorate kind of turn black.
2: There is a caterpillar. It's a little tiny inchworm and in it it's very hard to see even when I know where there is one on a leaf. It's hard to see because um, mm. it blends in so well. So it might be something to consider spraying your bougainvillea with BT. It's a biological control that will just kill the caterpillars, and that might take care of it for you. If you are watering it regularly, I would stop. But I don't have a good answer for the raphaelepis. I was making trimming
1: right, thinking s- well, signals before you... If it's the... that Looper? No, the... I can't. I, I can't which plant the, 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 w- the raff- raff- the, yeah the fire blight no i think he's thinking no. the variety the variety it's the, it's the, the
4: less flowering variety there
2: yeah, are the,
7: you know the, 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 they, they were actually volunteers from from uh, seeds that i've transplanted and just put them under there and used them they weren't they weren't potted plants that i had bought and put under there
1: that that, that could be
2: part of it too uh, how old are they and conceived. how long has it been since they have
7: been? Oh, they're, they're, uh, the, the, the India hawthorns are probably about 30 years old. Oh, oh, oh. You have they ever flowered? They, They've never really done well. Oh, I mean, they never really the, flowered.
4: It might be a function of the variety if it's it could, a seedling or a seedling. Is it get a lot of sun?
2: Yeah, it gets quite a bit of sun. Well, I was I mean, thinking. It's on the, uh, the west wall. I was thinking trimming, that if you trim them, uh, when they're getting ready to bloom, they don't bloom. Um, so,
7: That's why I didn't do it this year. Is, I didn't prune. So, I, so they're way overgrown. I've got a foot high of new growth on them. I've got I, I'd leave off.
2: them. I'd leave them alone and see if they push some some flowers. How how long ago did you cut them? When was the last time they were trimmed?
7: Oh, it's been uh, maybe four months ago. Cool.
2: Well, if they don't bloom this year, I wouldn't prune them after like summer. Summer to fall, do their last cutting or pruning. Yeah. Oh, old. okay. And then let it come out and bloom. And I think that might might take care of it for you.
7: Well, you know, I kind of like them to look kind of trimmed and, and pruned. So I'm I'm my maybe my own worst enemy for I keep them uh looking Probably. nice and uh tailored, it, I guess you would say. And yeah. you know,
1: it and it, if you've got a if you've got azaleas growing underneath the uh, bougainvillea, then it may be getting it may be getting too much water and and unfortunately i don't think you can i don't think you can stress the bougainville without over stressing azalea. right. yeah it's a bad
7: combination <laughs> yeah. right
1: uh, yeah the the other thing t- now is the is the bougainville in, in full sun
7: pretty much it's on a south wall oh okay. south wall of the garage it's would age have anything to do with it' Because it is about sixty years old it was here i moved in this house when it was House is about ten years old, and uh, we've been here for fifty years.
1: No, no. I, I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think age would have anything to do with it because I've seen some really, I've seen some really ancient bougainvilleas that that do well. bloom without yeah. yeah bloom without any problem. Um, but if there's a way that you can cut back a little bit on the water without damaging the azaleas, without damaging yes. the azaleas, that that could that could help.
4: Increase more, mm-hmm.
1: in, in right. force it, in, force it into flowering. They, they, you know, they. are one of those plants that, uh, when they, when they do get stressed, that they, they do start to flower more. The, the other one that I can think of that comes to mind is jacarandas well, I'll take,
7: uh, I'll take a closer look to see if it needs that spraying with that B, Bt. Mm. Right.
1: Yeah. You. If if, yeah. That, if that looper is on, if that looper is on the bougainvillea you'll see little. It's it's very common to see little um, bites out of the out of the foliage uh, but it, it, it they're almost impossible to find but you the the damage does show up pretty readily
7: and it looks like it's been chewed on yes.
2: right. yeah right. yeah right. so exactly big, big sections of the leaves, of the right. leaves missing
7: uh, okay I, I think i have seen some of that yeah
2: it's, and they and they well, will eat the flowers as they are yeah coming coming out, out. yeah
4: but it's easily treated
1: Yeah, and oh, okay. And B and BT works great because it 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 only attacks it only attacks caterpillars. It it it, safe for all your beneficials. It's safe for everything else.
7: Great, okay. I'll use that. I'll get some. Okay. Well, well. Thank you for your help, and you guys do a good job. Thanks, Norman. Thanks for getting up early and listening to us. Thanks a lot for being there. Okay, it's our pleasure. Um,
1: that that is probably the most common pest that I see on Bougainville is. Yeah. Is that, oh, yeah. That yeah. Looper. The looper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I, you
3: said, you, they are very difficult to find.
1: I don't know that I've people, ever even seen one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have the all the time. You, yeah. I've seen them before. I've had one in my hand where I had the leaf, and there was a big hole in the center of the leaf and just one narrow strip going across to close the hole on one side, and that strip was the looper. It was just oh, really? extended, and it looked like part it of was the leaf. part of the leaf. Right. yeah. yeah. I, I've had it, it's very difficult to see, which I guess is kind of the definition of camouflage. Is it Correct. not? It, it, yes.
4: yeah, the same thing with the uh, the wrist, uh, the bristly rose slug. Uh, uh, I, I, hard to say the bristling bristly bristling, bristling, bristling rose we'll, slug. We'll
2: put that and we'll put that lyric in our in our song nematode non- song. Right. We got we're putting the, this all together. Is, the, the,
1: is that the same as just the regular rose slug?
4: Well, it is the rose slug, but yeah. I think it actually is called the bristly or bristling oh, rose slug. Oh, I've only I've. Yeah.
1: I just yeah, I didn't really know, know what it, it is either. It was rose slug, rose yeah. slug. That's yeah. why we. But have yeah, they're they're those those are yeah. really hard they're to see. They're difficult to so see. And there's what there's one, like, one that it, there's one that gets on uh, red leaf plums too. Yes, the a, no, pear it, a, sure. a
3: pear
2: a slug. That's a pear a slug. Pear yeah. slug. Yeah. yeah, different
4: type. It's a, it is also so a, soft a soft fly soft larvae, but just it looks a lot differently. It does look. Is it bristly? That one is not bristly. It actually looks like a slug. I think I it mean, looks a real, like a
2: bird, a wet bird dropping because right. they're slimy. Yeah.
4: Very slimy looking as opposed to the one on the rose, which is not. It's not slimy like, looking. Right.
2: And neither of those um, can be controlled with BT. That's right. Even though they look like little caterpillars on the backs of their leaves, but they are not. not. What are they, George?
4: They're the larva.
2: Of? Of
4: a soft fly, a
2: fly. Which would make them? A maggot.
4: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's where you're going. That's
2: where I was going (laughs) with this. Yes. You have maggots on your plants. Maggots, that's what you do. And they they pupate. Both of them pupate in the soil. They drop off the leaves and. Hang out,
4: get their wings, and do it again.
2: Speaking of which, speaking of soil, I learned this week that. Do any of you take B12 supplements? No.
4: I I take a B complex, and it's in it. So, yes. Okay.
2: I I was told that. None of our plants have B12 in it naturally, and that we get B we get B12 from eating dirt, and we don't eat enough dirt anymore. We clean things too much. Who, who's telling you this? Mary told me that. Oh, well, and I, I don't know how her. it I don't know how it came up. I think it came up during a conversation while I was watching a crane plant jacarandas, but we don't eat enough dirt. So just in case. Um, you're out harvesting and you're rinsing dirt off of your root vegetables, Don't. off of your beet skin, off of my carrots. Don't, because you need that dirt for your B12. And your and E. coli. And, and you You've been
1: well, listening yeah. to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next Saturday with another hour.
0: Thanks for tuning in, everybody.
1: Have a great weekend.